Welcome to another episode of the X-Experts Divorce Etc. podcast, where we give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Why? We've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. And keep in mind, you can get X-Experts in your inbox by signing up for our newsletter, get the latest news and find out all about our events before anyone else, plus access special discounts and prices. Head to xexperts.com to subscribe. Welcome, everybody, to Divorce Etc. podcast. We are happy to have Nicole Noonan here. She is a family law attorney and the founder of New Chapter Capital. She actually reached out to us, and when I heard it was about divorce funding, I didn't really even understand what that meant, so I had to learn more, and she's on the show today to tell us all about it, so welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I love what you guys are doing, so I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much. We think that the concept of divorce funding is uh, so like original and and we had never heard of it before, but can you start us off with like, what exactly does that mean? What is it that you guys are doing at New Chapter Capital? Thank you. So we get a lot of that. I get a lot of questions like, what is divorce funding? Or I've never heard of it. Why has no one done this before? Um, Well, the reality is I, I don't know. I mean, I've been doing this for over a decade. Uh, I used to practice um, in an area where I grew up and had lots of people I knew, friends and family um, that would come into my office that all of a sudden came time for divorce. And though they had a nice lifestyle, um, had no access to uh, money to pay for an attorney or get a new apartment or get the experts that they need. Um, So these clients would come in and we'd either have to turn them away or we would take them on. And then my firm was carrying the cost of those clients, uh, which doesn't make for good business. So our accounts receivable were super high. Uh, our clients weren't happy because they weren't getting the experts. And if you didn't get interim support, it's, it's a disaster. So right. I had heard about this in the UK and Australia. Um, and I'm like, this is brilliant. Why don't we do it over here? So an Australian company was coming over and I said, I want to work with you. I'm an attorney. I know lots of attorneys uh, in the area and cut to um, today where I run the largest uh, divorce funding company in the U.S. and I'm happy happy to be here. So, yeah. So how exactly does it work? So someone comes in and they say to you, I want to get divorced and I don't have the money for your legal fees. Like lay it out for us what that conversation sounds like. Yeah. So it happens at all different points. Um, Certainly we do have clients that come into us saying, I have no idea where to go. You're my first call. So I I think the first thing I say to them, okay, here's a list of attorneys in your area and go out and find someone that you feel comfortable with because you're going to have a relationship with this person. That's the most important. They have to be represented by an attorney in order to apply. So wait, so they don't you, they don't have to be using you as their attorney. They could live in a different state. You could be funding their divorce. Okay. So that's interesting because I think I was just under the assumption that it was only clients of yours and your firms. Yep. No, absolutely not. So we do not represent the client. We fund the client. Um, Okay. I am an attorney, but I'm not representing um, all the clients we have throughout the country. Uh, okay. Could I? <laughs> because so, I'm not born in every state. So. so they have to get an attorney first and they have to get an attorney who's going to, I guess they don't necessarily have to say to their attorney, I don't have the money because you're going to be potentially supplying the money. Exactly. And a lot of attorneys will say, sure, she's going to get, you know, 
a million dollars um, in the house when it sells. And rather than the attorney waiting for that to happen, which is what a lot of firms do, they'll wait to, to get paid. Um, they'll say, okay, why don't you go to new chapter capital? So it does come not only from the clients, but also the attorneys will call us and say, we've got this client, they put together the retainer, but she's not good, or he's not going to be able to get to settlement. Can you help them out? And that's, that's when we come in. So, so, um, I mean, like, so exactly how does it work? Is it like they need X amount of money? Is it like a percentage of what they're going to need to pay? I mean, like, I'm just curious. And I how think do they they're qualify. Right. You're asking, like, how do they even qualify? Do you take anybody who comes <clears throat> in and says, I need money? Unfortunately, you know, we do get clients that come in and are fighting over purely custody. And there's nothing going to be uh, coming their way in terms terms of um, distribution, equal distribution at the end. They're not going okay. to actually get anything. So those are clients that unfortunately we're not able to take on. Um, but the clients typically uh, come through their attorney and the attorney fills out the application with the client. And no two cases are the same. Uh, sometimes it's a house that's going to be divided or mom wants to stay in the house for another two years. Uh, she needs some funding to get her through her divorce and then potentially for some living expenses at the end. So we have to remember we do funding for legal fees, expert costs, forensic accountants. And that's another one. People come in, they need those experts um, and they're super expensive. And then right. for, for living expenses. So once the application's filled out, application goes to our underwriters. Our underwriters uh, make a determination pretty quickly. It depends on how, um, how many questions they have, but typically you know, an attorney will know what the underwriters are looking for after I speak with them or my um, assistant or the rest of my company speaks with them. Uh, once the client is approved, we do ask the client to review with independent legal counsel. And that's about it. Health process can be done as little as two weeks. So you, so what are the underwriters looking for in order to see whether or not someone qualifies? It can be anything. Uh, typically it's the house uh, in, in, certainly in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, but you know, in Connecticut, California, things are tied up in real estate um, oftentimes. So access to that liquidity is very, very difficult because no bank is really going to say, sure, going through a divorce, I'd love to lend you a, a million dollars. <laughs> um, not going to happen. And certainly the moneyed spouse is not going to let that happen either. They're not going to sign off. So you can go out and have the best attorneys and the best forensic accountants and find those hidden assets. Uh, sometimes we fund, uh, if it's on a retirement, it can be, we've done very strange things. You know, it's a, a farm, um, you know, uh, with horses and whatever, basically when there's going to be a liquidity event at the end of the day, whether or not one spouse is going to keep the house and pay off the other spouse or the house, spouse, house is going to be sold or the farm's going to be sold or the portfolio is going to be distributed or the IRA is going to be um distributed. That's or there's just going to be some kind of maybe a lump sum payout of some exactly. sort. Exactly. That's when we get repaid. Okay. So the lawyers, you said fill out the application with the client. Are the lawyers the one estimating to you how much they think the client is going to need? So some may come in and say, this person needs 25,000 and someone else may come in and say, this person needs 500,000. Yeah, absolutely. There's no crystal ball. Uh, but certainly an attorney that's seasoned enough will know, is this a $10,000 case? Is this a $10 million case? I mean, we funded cases that are as low as 20,000 and, and then cases in the millions. So it, it really 
it changes with each each matter. Um, and certainly the attorney will have a grasp. It may not be to the penny, but certainly should be close to what their estimate is. But, but for those divorces that are in the millions, mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't you assume that they have the money? I mean, are people coming into you and saying they want the money when they actually have the money? And then what do you do? A lot of times things are tied up in real estate. So if you have everything, you know, a $10 million house, uh, $2 million um, beach house, uh, cars, everything is tied up. You, you have millions and millions of dollars, but you have no access to it. So that's when they come. And we've actually funded cases where we're funding both sides. So even if you are the moneyed spouse and you have to pay your other non-moneyed spouses, counsel fees or interim support, we've had those clients say, Hey, you know what? I can't liquidate these things right now. It doesn't make sense to, to sell, you know, a beach house in Bayhead in December when I can sell it in June for, you know, X plus 10 or X plus whatever. Right. Um, it would make more sense to come to us. And that, that's what happens. So the clients, it's not necessarily that they always can't afford it. It's just a question of that, that whoever it is, is not liquid. Yeah. Asset rich and cash poor is our typical client. Okay. T, were you going to ask a question? Um, so do you guys have a limit in terms of how many cases that you're open to funding per year, per quarter? No, we don't have a limit in terms of um, who we take on and how many we take on, but it, we don't take on every case. We do cherry pick, like we've talked about before. Um, I do get calls from people that are renting in an apartment, have been married six months, they're 22 years old and they're looking for funding. Those are not our cases. Like if you have no assets to divide, I certainly don't think you should spend good money after bad hiring the top attorneys, you know, work it out with a mediator or split a bottle of wine, hash out your non-negotiables and right from every way. So we do get those clients every once in a while calling, but those are not people we take on. So what are you using so you're using their assets as kind of the equity to secure the loan. Is that so right? It's their um, likely entitlement. So we're, you know, we're not in a 50-50 state, states like California, 50-50. So in all likelihood, it's going to be divided, you know, as long as they've been married and, you know, over five years, really. Um, but, you know, other things are a little variable, um, you know, New Jersey, New York, their equitable distribution state. So it's not going to be a straight 50-50. So that's why our underwriting is so important. Our underwriter has been doing this for many, many years, and they really know how to evaluate cases. Are there ever times where you fund divorces expecting a payout of X amount, and then at the end of the day, just based on the circumstances or whatever the judge rules, that it like ends up being significantly less? And then how is that rectified? I'm not what we've been... I'm not going to say lucky. We've been smart with uh, what we're, and it, it's not me, it's our underwriters uh, making those determinations on those cases, which ones we, we take on, which ones we have to turn away. Certainly there are cases that are taking much longer than anticipated, but at the same time, you know, a, a five-year divorce is not unheard of. Who's funding the funding? Like, where is the money actually coming from? Is it a bank? Is it like, you you know, venture capitalists and it's investors. We have very wise investors um, that think this is a, a unique um, market. And certainly they've made a nice return. 
Um, so it's something that really has, I've had over the years, many people ask me about that. And certainly I think for, for investors, it's, it's a very interesting um, something to invest in. <laughs> Are you thinking about dating again after divorce, but have no idea where to start? Maybe you need a little self-esteem boost or brush up on your conversation skills. Are you overwhelmed by all the new dating apps and crazy jargon? If the answers are yes, then let relationship expert and dating coach Jennifer Hurwitz be your thinking partner, your cheerleader, and unbiased opinion when you need one. Divorced herself, Jennifer also survived the dreary dating waters, and so can you. It's her job to set you up for success, help you gain the confidence you need to attract the partner you deserve. If you're open to making positive changes and starting on your journey to finding love, book a free clarity call with Jen today on her website, jenniferhervitz.com. And if you mention the ex-experts, you'll receive a special discount. If you're enjoying our Divorce Etc. podcast, be sure and subscribe to our newsletter to get ex-experts in your inbox. It's free and includes tips from real life experts who've been through it, telling you what they wish they knew. You'll also hear about our upcoming episodes and Q&As with our experts. Plus, you'll find out about our upcoming events before anyone else and get access to discounts and preferred pricing. You can sign up at www.exexperts.com. Do you ever find that people are taking advantage because they feel like, I'm not paying anything right now. They're carrying my costs. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get the expert. I want this expert. I want this. I want this. I want this which are sometimes not even reasonable requests, but as I know personally, you just need one person to drag you through. So if that's the case, aren't they also kind of, I mean, ripping you off? I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, that's one of the cases we turn away. Um, so if someone is looking for um, you know, $10,000 a month and in um, legal fees and then, $30,000 a month in living expenses, though they have no, they, that was not the lifestyle they were accustomed to. We're not a, a bank just going to bankroll their private chefs and, and personal trainers all of a sudden when their lifestyle did not afford them that during the marriage. And, and so we have to kind of say, you know, this is, this is not a case for us. But if it did afford them that during their marriage and that was their lifestyle, like people switch on a dime. Like I'm sure we spoke to a gentleman the other day who only really handles amicable divorces and people drop out as soon as they have to like sit down and review who gets what. So things could switch. They could come into you and say, okay, we need this and we're going to get along and we're going to kumbaya and all that stuff. And then just one thing, oh, but she did whatever he did, whatever, and switch it. What do you do if you're halfway through a situation? Well, we basically it's, the way we structure it with the application, the attorney makes a determination of what they're likely, you know, sort of worst case scenario, what they're going to need in terms of funding. Um, if a client is being un unreasonable at a certain point, I would hope that the attorney would have, um, you know, a conversation. But if we've only approved um, $20,000 and the client's looking for $2 million, it's not certainly something that they can come back and say, hey, we would like, a, you know, another million dollars now, another million dollars next Tuesday, it's not going to happen. We'll, we'll say, you know, that's not, that's not reasonable. That's not what we agreed to. Um, so luckily we haven't had too much of that. So. And then what about a spouse? 
Um, so there are two different scenarios. So one, well, but they might be similar. If they have a, a business together, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, the couple, and there's a bulk of it that's in cash, but they still come to you for funding, but there's cash, but they can't prove there's cash. I know everybody's going to be very unique, but that's like a big thing I hear about divorce planning, stashing cash, acting poor, you know, in quotes, it's all relative to their lifestyle. Um, And, you know, crying poverty, and then there's cash. Right. So for, for, in terms of us doing evaluations, um, we do need to look at whether um, a business evaluation has been done. We'll do one internally if one hasn't been completed, certainly with an all-cash business. Those are very difficult cases, yeah. Those are difficult cases for, the, uh, for everyone's perspective, the clients, the attorneys, forensic accountants, certainly for, for our underwriting team. So um, you know, those are cases that if there are other assets, certainly we'll look at them. Um, but cash, it, it, that's, a, that's a tricky one. Are there ever times that people come in and they say, okay, they've worked with their lawyers and their lawyer says, you know, it's going to cost a hundred thousand dollars. And then your underwriters analyze the case and they say, we'll lend you 50,000 where they don't get the loan, the full amount of the loan that they're requesting. So they, uh, we approve in advance less than what they're requesting. Um, if, that if it's close, we'll take them on. But if the underwriters say, you know what, we will only fund 50,000 and the attorney has said, I think this is a $500,000 case. Obviously, you know, there's a disconnect there and that's not something we would, we would be able to take on. If it's a close, um, you know, what we usually do is we fund about 20% of the client's likely entitlement. If it's 25% and things, you know, it's a, good asset pool. Well, what does that mean? You're saying you're funding 25% of their, what did you say of their asset? Likely entitlement. So at the Likely. end of the day, so if it's a $2 million. Gonna get a, okay. Let's, well, let's use easy round numbers for anyone out there who's listening. So let's say that you think that someone's going to come away from the divorce with a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. We'll fund $20,000 basically. So if, even if they're, even if the lawyer says the case is going to cost a hundred thousand. And then after it costs a hundred thousand, they're still going to walk away with a hundred thousand. Hopefully that one, <laughs> that's a tough one because that one is too close. Um, like, I feel like there's how much the attorneys think the divorce is going to cost in legal and right. expert fees. And then separately, there's how much money the person's going to get at the end based right. off of the payoff or what their alimony is going to be and what the house is going to be. So it's like, those are two separate numbers, right? The cost of the actual divorce process and then what their, what money they're going to come away with at the end. So you're, they're requesting the funding based on what their attorneys are, you know, assuming the process is going to cost. Right. So, but you're looking obviously part of what you're interested in is, well, how much are you going to come away with to make sure that they can cover what you have funded in the end? So I think this is like kind of going back to the other example where um, the attorney says this is a hundred thousand dollar divorce, but we're only willing to fund $20,000, 20% of her likely entitlement. We won't fund that because if there's too big of a disconnect, um, you know, an $80,000 difference where she shouldn't be spending that she shouldn't be spending that much in an attorney. Let's be honest. Okay. Yeah. And that's, 
you know, in conversation that they would have together, but we would say, unfortunately, we're not able to fund that case. Um, Because you don't want to fund something where literally every cent that they come out with is going to end up going to you. We're not there. You know, we want to be a tool for for the clients and for the attorneys. Um, But I don't believe in people throwing good money after bad when it comes to divorces. And certainly it's not something you want to fuel the flames. We want to just be another, you know, they can't go to friends or family. Credit cards are very hard to get and you're paying a monthly fee with us. There's nothing needs to be paid until you get to settlement. So honestly, it's a tool that I think for a lot of people, men and women, um, that would be useful and helpful. Not really useful. No, I mean, this is like such a fascinating topic to me. So, okay. So I come in, I'm a client. Um, we think I'm going to get a hundred thousand dollar payoff at the end. What am I, and you're funding, let's say you funded $20,000. Like, am I paying you a percentage? So is that what, what my fee is quote unquote at the end that I've paid a percentage of what my payout is going to be regardless of how long the loan is or anything like that. You're just taking like a piece of whatever my payout is. No, it's not. It's, um, it's very, very structured. So we don't want any variables. You took out $20,000. We pay the $20,000 hopefully, um, at settlement, which will be nice and quick because you have the right attorneys, uh, plus a fee of however long it's out. Um, so if it's out a year, um, you know, it's a certain amount. And if it's out two years, it's a certain amount. So it incentivizes people to, to settle because it's less expensive, certainly, right. um, but also gives them that, you know, really tools that they can now have and go out and fund their own case, not worry about their husbands, you know, making those, uh, paying their counsel fees or friends or family. So we're able to give them that ability to go out and retain those attorneys, but at settlement, that's when we get repaid. And then how do you guys make money? Because of the fee. fee, Right. Is that, so that fee is almost kind of like an interest payment for the, just the purposes of us understanding the concept. Is the fee a flat fee for everybody or is it based on a percentage of the loan? It's a flat fee for everyone. We try to make it. Can we ask what that fee is? It's 1.58% per month. So it's a similar to a credit card. Per month. Okay. But aggregated over. So you're paying it as a lump sum at the end. So you don't have to worry about the payments. Exactly. So now someone's listening to this conversation right now and they're like, you know what? I totally want to invest in that. I think it's freaking brilliant. And so how would someone come to you and say, uh, we want to be an investor? Oh, we get calls all the time. Uh, we, we are very, <laughs> we're very well funded, thankfully. Um, but certainly I'm always happy to t- take on a conversation um, because you never know. I mean, it could be um, a really good fit for us and, and for that investor, but certainly right now we don't need it, but I'm, I'm happy to always have a conversation. <laughs> and then, so how does this work? I mean, it only goes through the attorney. Could I ever just call you directly and say, I'm going through a divorce. I heard about you, or I have to have my attorney consult with you on my behalf. Do you, you ever can... meet with the client? I do meet with clients. Um, however, I would always make sure that they have representation because ultimately for litigation funders. So right. if there's no legal lawyers, um, then who, you know, we're funding individuals. We're not going to, we're not going to fund someone pro se or that are acting for themselves in court. Basically. All right. So that's really, really important. Can you say that again? So <laughs> you're not going to fund because there are a lot of 
people, especially women who feel like they have no money, they don't know how to defend themselves. And they're going to listen to this and say, I'm, I'm calling Nicole. Right. Right. And listen, I am, I am, I applaud those, those women that, that do that and represent themselves. However, it's not someone we can fund. We do not fund people that do not have legal representation. Point right. Point. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. I mean, I just think that again, like I'm fascinated by the whole concept. I think that it's a hugely necessary resource for so many people out there. It's so genius. I don't know how we've never even heard of it before. No, but, but I feel like you might want to invest in it. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like chapter capital. Yeah. I mean, and, and then, and, and I don't know if this is a good analogy or not. So, so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but again, like, I just want to make sure everybody who's listening really understands exactly the concept so that they know whether or not they're potentially a good candidate for it, or whether or not they know someone who is a good candidate. We all know people who feel like they're stuck in marriages and they can't get out solely because of the finances, because they can't afford the divorce. Right. Is it, is it analogous to, having a personal injury case where it's like, you know, I don't know, you're, you know, you're suing whoever, some company, and they're just taking a percentage of what you get at the end. Like, is that a good way for people to understand it or no? No, because it's, it's, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, because a personal injury attorney theoretically is self funding your case. Right. Right. No, that's a, it's not quite the same because at the end of the day, those personal injury attorneys or the, those funders that are doing those sort of personal injury loans um, are taking a very large percentage. Our clients are very different. Um, right. You know, we're, we're not those personal injury attorneys where, it, you know, it, it's, it's what they take on sometimes is, is nuts. Um, certainly there's a, there's a risk reward. Um, they have higher risk, higher reward. Ours are, you know, Marriages fairly low risk. Very low. Yeah, there's a, there's a risk certainly. Fair, I mean, fairly low. Um, but at the end of the day, we want to make sure that the client is comfortable with what they're going to have to repay, and that's very much spelled out in our on all on all our documents, um, saying how much they'll need. And listen, we hope that they get the biggest settlement that that the, what they're entitled to. Certainly not something right. to. Um, piggish, but something they're entitled to at the end of the day, the right settlement for them. And that's when we get repaid. And that's, that's really what we're, we're here to do. So are you limited to which States you're in? No, we've been in, um, oh gosh. I mean, pretty much we haven't done Alaska or Hawaii though. I'm always willing to travel to Hawaii if we need to, um, <laughs> but we're in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Florida, Massachusetts, Texas, um, California, Oregon, Iowa, New York in the city, based in the city. Okay. 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 I mean, I, I, I I can't, I feel like I sound like a broken record. Like I just think the whole concept is so interesting. I know I told you when she emailed us, I was like, we have to talk about divorce funding. And I love the fact that we're able, and I love the fact that we're able to help spread the word about it because I mean, you know, here for us at X experts, it's literally all about letting people know what kind of resources are available for them going through this, like, you know, terrible time in their lives. And I think that what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing. Um, right. And people can advocate for themselves, go to your lawyer and said, 
I heard about new chapter capital. You know, I don't want to sell the house prematurely. Now's not the right time. I want you to go reach out to them and find out if we can work together. So don't just look for a lawyer who already has a relationship with them, but advocate for your lawyer to start a relationship with them. Right. Absolutely. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for your time and for, and for doing what you're doing, honestly, because I bet that there are a lot of people out there who feel like you guys literally are a lifesaver and a lifeline during this time of you know, emotional trauma and, and, and dealing with all of this. So, um, we really appreciate it for anybody out there listening, um, go to our website, xexperts.com and you'll find Nicole's personal expert page on our website. It'll have all of her contact information, all the information on new chapter capital. So you and your lawyer can reach out directly and see whether or not this is a good fit for you. Um, so thank you, Nicole. Nicole, around X experts again. We're definitely doing for sure, things, for so. sure. Thanks, so Nicole. Fun. So thank much, you guys so much. Take care. Bye. For everyone out there listening, if you know anyone at all who would benefit from what we've talked about today, please share this episode and everything X experts. Be sure and click to subscribe, rate, and review our Divorce Etc. podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please follow us on social media at X experts on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. You can also find so much more, including articles and even the podcast transcripts on our website at www.exexperts.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter now. When you get ex-experts in your inbox, you're the first to hear about all of our happenings at events, plus access special discounts and prices. Thanks for listening.